One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport. Your station. Now, my next guest is a very well-known local man who has dedicated his life to local sport in the region and he's also been known to sing a song or two. He was inducted into the Leinster Rugby Hall of Fame at an event last Saturday before the Pro 14 game against Connacht, which Leinster, of course, won very comfortably. And he was described as a a supreme exemplar of a man who moved seamlessly from playing rugby into rugby administration. Jamie Briscoe, that's quite an accolade, quite quite a bit of praise to get in the brochure there. Well, uh, I, I think I was uh, totally blown away by the profile that was uh, in the brochure to to uh, illustrate the six nominees in uh, in the Intercontinental last week. Uh, the one thing in relation to, yes, injury did probably prevent me carrying on for another couple of years, but I had a good spell at rugby in Delvin from 71 up until uh, 80, so and um, enjoyed very good times during that period, all right, Dave. And the you know the next the next paragraph on the on the little write up is that you were born in Termonfleck in a small attractive village just north of Drada. The village was to f- paraphrase an eminent GA commentator, that's me, Hollemore Hurt, of course, not exactly a stronghold of rugby. So how did rugby come become such a, a central part of your life? Rugby uh, became a part of my life from a very young age and I can go back to Cecil Pedlow, Henderson and all those guys because I loved to hear the commentaries on the radio of the rugby matches and I remember Bob Hiller torturing us a few times he was a full back with England and uh, robbing uh, robbing us of victory in in, in the final minutes and I I gained uh, some um, knowledge of rugby during those times and there was also a man in town with Fekin called Colin Patton who ran the grocery pub post office the lot and he went to Blackrock College and um he, he used to go to all of the internationals and uh, as a child I used to come down to the grocery end of, of the the shop at that time in the evening after an international and Colin would be there with a few of the locals explaining the rudiments of the game and how it went and uh, that that was my first uh, incursion into the rugby but rugby in Termin Fekin no my, my love of, of Termin Fekin and uh, St Fekin's uh, was always there and uh, the double decker buses used to leave Patton's and the bridge at that time to, to play all over the county and uh, yes it was a stronghold of Gaelic and wonderful times as well which uh, started me out on, uh, on, on, the, on the, the sporting trail if you like 
And was it was it kind of did rugby and GEA kind of intertwine uh, in your in your younger years, or was it was no, it one and then the other? G- How did that work? GAA would have been prominent there, and uh, the field was our mecca to go to and play in uh, in, in the Sheetland Road, and and uh, to be trained by a man I'll never forget, Willie O'Brien, um, had a wonderful way with with, with, with as team, and I played in a in a championship minor semi final as well with the Bridgets, but uh, that predominated my. My early years in terms of sport. Now, my my prowess and ability at Gaelic football was not as good as my two brothers Ned and Peter. Peter, now on his rookie, uh, was 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 a very good centre half, and Ned was a good half back as well. But I didn't stretch to that um, during those days. But later on in the sixties, also I, locally, I I used to follow the fortunes of the great draw of the team of the sixties, and actually, Dave. They, some of the games that I witnessed is not too far from here, just down behind us here, behind the the, the radio station, where the, where they played uh, during those days. Uh, and Kelly's up here in, in Ratmullen Road. Um, <clears throat> but I, I developed an interest then without taking it up uh, on the field. And also, uh, I used to discuss a lot of rugby at that time with a great friend of mine, Matt O'Rourke, who came back from England and started to play rugby there. And he tried to entice me into Drogheda, but it never happened. And like you said there, I mean, you, you talk about your your time growing up. I mean, you were reading through the through the write up on you there. You were in Delvin. You started on Delvin's third team, so you were you were doing a bit of travelling to to play a bit of rugby at that point. Well, I, I suppose it all took off on the field in relation to uh, when I went into working McDonald's in seventy one seventy two, and there was a man that I think of every week because he introduced me to the game and a hell of a lot more people as well. Uh, Brian Phillips, the late Brian Phillips, and we went up to Mosny to to train, and there would be actually a busload of us t- uh, taken from in the summer months when he was coaching us, and we were introduced by Christy Lynch and Dennis Redden at that time to the facilities in Mosny, and uh, so this was novel to us and it was great and we we really took it to heart, and then later on we started to take the McDonald's most of the McDonald's. Uh, fraternity that started to play rugby at that time some of them from Drogheda as well, my great friend late great friend Tom Flanagan, Tony Martin, they played with Drogheda but yet we, we, we went up and we took the, the Delvin towards team fixtures and that introduced us really to the physical side of the game to uh, all aspects of the game on the pitch and uh, some very notable players played with us at that time as well um, notable GAA players played with us at that time as well so I progressed then to the first team. And what position did you play? I played second row, occasionally front row and occasionally back row. So the young the young fella didn't lick it off the ground then, did he? Not exactly, <laughs> no. Um, and like, you know, you're talking about playing all the way through and I don't know what age, like, you know, you had to finish up playing through injury as you said, but what age were you at that point? Because like no one, we are, any any players we talk to, whether it's like whatever level they play at, everyone wants to kind of go out on their own terms. So yeah, finishing well, up through I, injury I, was I, tough. I, I was a late advocate of the game. I mean, I was born in 46 and I started playing rugby in the 71-72 season and um, that that's when I, I started to play first team rugby and uh, I enjoyed it and we were welcomed into, into Delvin at that stage. Uh, because we used the facilities and we were there and then um, we started to play with Delvin and that's the reason that most of us t- took it up and started to play with Delvin. But um, th- around that, that time I would have been in early 20s as it were and um, I always pride myself on the fact that I was uh, five, six years, five or six years and I never missed a match during first team match during those five or six years. Uh, we had a good team. We were tipped to win the cup in one year, but unfortunately, uh, it didn't happen. 
And, you know, you talk about the, the you know, the, 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 as you say, the favours there to win the Cup. But in terms of, uh, you know, the, the injury to finish it, what was in the end? Because I know, obviously, these days, maybe medical science has come on a bit more. It might have been something that nowadays you'd, you'd get away with. But back then, what was the nature yeah, of the injury to the, finish the nature, up? The nature of the injury was I, I, I went into a rook um, forcibly and uh, I stretched all the tendons in my neck and ended up with a brace for for three or four weeks and uh, every time then that 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 would come again me or whatever but I did play seconds and thirds maybe an odd game after that all right but not to the same extent or not to the level that I was playing and uh, during my year as captain I two years captain we won the McGowan Cup one year I had to I had to forfeit my place and uh, because of injury in in um, the quarterfinals against Gary's uh, on my second year as captain that was you know I I, I uh, I, I regret that as well, but um, that, I think that was the the only period of time then that my the niggly injury started. You know, from seventy one onwards, I from seventy one until that time, I was pretty regular. Yeah, I was regular as a first team, and some great players we had at that time. You know that. And you know, you, you talked. We talked at the, tar- at the start about the the seamless transition into into administration. Because I mean, it's not it's not something that's for everybody. A lot of people when they finish playing. They're not too interested in in getting my clue, including myself, and in that and getting into the administration side of things and the the hard work behind the scenes in clubs to keep things going. But that was something you obviously you obviously took down. You were in, involved at the Leinster branch, and you've been involved in the, cl- the local clubs all the way up as well. Yeah, well, even though I was playing uh, on the seventy two three season at the AGM, I was um, elected. Uh, I did a bit of PR work, PRO work before that, but then I was elected secretary of Delvin. And I I relinquished the secretaryship when I um, when I became captain, and then I went back to secretary uh, after my captain's period finished, and I served in every capacity in both Delvin and Boyne, uh, bar the treasurer, and I'm treasurer of the Northeast, a position I still hold to this day, Dave. And what what is it? What is it that you kind of you know attracted you? Is it just the 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 love for being involved and to like give something back? Is the old cliche? But what is it that kind of drew you in and and has kept you involved for so long? Because again, talking about you know administration and sport, a lot of people might just co- go dip into it for a couple of years and then drift away because it mightn't be for them, or they might just find it a bit too too hard going. But you obviously love the love being involved. Well, it never it never was a, a problem to me to be put forward for these positions because other people judged that I had the ability to do this and. Uh, uh, I, I relished the role of secretary for for the years that I did it in, in, in every capacity that I held in Boyne and and Delvin previous to that. So it, it, it maybe it came natural. I don't know, but um, it it would be something that that I a role I relished. Uh, uh, and you know, I was secretary secretary treasurer of the Northeast from eighty three. Uh, it's now the, the the two roles are separated now, but. Um, you know, it was uh, th- these these were these were positions that came uh, naturally, and other people, in fairness, must have thought that I had ability to do it. And uh, by and large, I was successful uh, throughout all the years that, I, and I enjoyed it as well, of course. One of the things that was noted on the on the um, write up last week was that the, the, your biggest disappointment was the failure during your presidency to move the move to the new grounds due to factors outside the club the club's control. This is a boy, presumably. What what exactly was the the disappointment there? And is it is it something that still kind of irritates you a little bit? Well, I, the, the the situation that um, we we looked at a greenfield site back in those in those years, and it was to move to the mill road out to the mill road, 
and all plans were going very, very well until the crash came and unfortunately uh, all our plans fell asunder with the crash. Was we this were, sort of mid noughties kind of time? Uh, yeah, yes, it was, um, it was, well, when the crash came mm. in, two, two, nine, ten, eleven, mm. whenever yeah, that, yeah. that was. And uh, by the time we, we came to auction, uh, the market uh, and, uh, and everything had fallen through mm. for us and uh, left us with, with a reasonable debt which uh, I'm proud to say that the club has coped with and good committee and good stewardship has uh, coped with that but it, it, whether it would have been the success we all anticipated at the time we never, we never got to, to see the realities of that mm. so um, unfortunately it didn't take place but I don't know whether the future holds now for the club I have retired from, but uh, we have a good committee there, and and um, maybe they may be working on on other aspects of moving to a similar site, maybe in years to come. Mm. I don't know. And just to go back to the the award last week, you said it was it was a big surprise. I know there were no plenty of other lads in the mix there for that one. Um, did you get any inkling when you when you turned up that you were you were going to get it? Because I think you said that the the write up you had in the in the brochure was was a little bit longer than maybe some of the other ones. Did you have any suspicion that maybe you were going to get the award? No. Absolutely none, from 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 a number of, for a number of reasons. Um, I, I I was I was put forward by my by my fellow northeast uh, colleagues on the northeast, uh, and um, I wasn't at that particular meeting. It was unanimous, and uh, the the chairman Jack Caddy rang me and he said you were an, you unanimously proposed, and and I said well I didn't I I went to two final trials for the Lancer Juniors, but and I was a Lancer Junior selector, but I never. Well, he said that doesn't count. He said it's for all the work that people do and in uh, for junior rugby, youth rugby, etc., etc. And he said you fit the bill and you're the unanimous choice. So I said well, I'm very honoured, and that honour alone, Dave, was was good enough for me. And when you're put forward and nominated from your region, you're then inducted into the Leinster Branch Junior Hall of Fame. And that, for me, was, was good enough. I never went beyond that in terms of thinking that I would win the overall uh, award, which was which is very prestigious. And, and I never thought that, that I would uh, actually stand there last week and, and get this award uh, from the system um, that they, they, they make the award. So I, I, I was. It was unexpected. Uh, I, I think for the first time ever, I was on a podium where I, 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 I was speechless. Uh, and uh, the MC Phil Lawler said, "Will you say a few words?" I couldn't even reply to him, not alone mm. reply to three or four hundred people that was that was there. But uh, it, 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 I, I have to say that all week, I'm, I'm still pinching myself to see is it true or was it true yeah and it was obviously uh, like that moment when your name was announced it was and, and the fact that you were up on the stage as you say and you, you were lost words it was obviously a, an emotional enough one as well because I'm sure you were thinking about the likes of Brian Phillips and all these guys that kind of set you on the way to where you are now I, I have to say that that people that that I, I I happen to be a big influence on my life down through the years in relation to rugby Brian Phillips would be up there at the top Cahill Monaghan all of these people that you know, Johnny Sheridan and myself soldiered for years, all of these people, uh, you know, the amalgamation, working with the likes of Seamus Davis and Jack Dorden and uh, Eugene Cairns and, and people like that and the success that we subsequently achieved. Uh, yes, these things do go through your mind for the period of time that I, I was up on the stage receiving it and whatever. But I'll tell you the biggest thrill of all I got was when I was announced a huge selector, uh, I got a number of congratulatory messages from those young lads, and that was quite some time ago. 
And when you get messages like that, that you're not forgotten or that you're still remembered, uh, you know, of the hundreds of messages that I got, it, there's some very special touches. And yes, they do provide emotions and, and, and things within you that you sort of say, well, it was worthwhile doing doing these things for these people you know and I know just to, to wrap up like people in sport it's a bit of a cliche that you know people will always kind of play down personal awards whether it's man of the match awards or whatever and it's in a team sport and I guess you know you come up through that environment where you're part of a team and I'm sure you're very conscious of the people as you say that set you on your way but it, it still must be it must be fantastic to get that kind of personal accolade and to have all your you know all your work over the years formally recognised even as you say it in the nomination process but to get the actual award it, it must be it must give you a great sense of pride yeah well it 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 absolutely does in the sense that I worked with great people of course and uh, you know we, we, we had successes we had ups we had down and downs uh, always come to mind in, in the loss of, of three young lads that, 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 that I will never forget Dennis Burns and Emmett Nelson uh, you know, two of them and and um, other other people as well. But in in relation to everything that we achieved and everything we did, I, I consider it that is an honour for the club. It's an honour for the North East, and as much as it is for me, because it was a labour of love for me, Dave. And just just the last point, you know, we we've, we've seen obviously Navin have made massive strides in in the last number of years, really, in the success of promotions. Where do you, you know, when you look at where Boyne are at at the minute, um, do you think the club's in a good place, or would you be a little bit concerned? Because we obviously saw the massive success back in the kind of the noughties and early early part of the, the decade with the the Towns Cup and that kind of stuff. But would you be a little bit concerned about where rugby is in the region? Because I know there's a bit of a drain, lads going up to Dublin, that kind of thing. Where do you kind of see Boyne rugby at this point in time? I, I always like participating in the North East for various reasons. Uh, the success of clubs, number one, the camaraderie of rugby and, and the, the clubs within that framework. But we were, we're, we're after, you know, initiating um, Rathout, North Mead, two new clubs. The... Ashbourne have come similar and mm. uh, magnificent facilities that they have. Navin have gone up to 1B. Uh, they're, they're struggling a bit up there now, mm. but they're starting to get a bit of farm now at the moment. So we, we all look at each other, help each other and uh, when help is needed. And there's peaks and troughs and each club goes through highs and lows. And there's lots of clubs down there in, in, in 2A, 2, 2B, and once ruled the roost. Some big names, yes, yeah. Yes, absolutely. So you can never say, I'm sitting on, on, on here and look down on, on any other. Every club will have its problems. Every club will have its troubles. Mm. But we all help each other to to try and, and, and uh, get people out of that morass that might be in or whatever else. Mm. And I'm not saying there's any club in the North East in that kind mm. of situation. But we have a very active North East committee now. And... Um, we have a development team going there and they'll be consulting with all the clubs. We hope to go up then to bring it forward to the Lancer branch itself. So we're trying to be very proactive and in line with any other sport who is encountering the same situation, the transition from the youths. I mean, Boyne have been to the forefront, Navin have been to the forefront of youths rugby, not alone in Leinster, but in Ireland, you know. So in that capacity, I would like to see... Um, I would like to see uh, the, the thing going from success to success and I hope Navin continue to, to the, the farm continues to 
progress in the, in the 1B. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, Jamie, thanks uh, so much for coming in. Congratulations once again on the Hall of Fame. In a way, I know the family are all very proud of you as well, and I'm sure everyone you've, you've come into contact with, you're known far and wide across the North East. So congratulations on the award, and thanks so much for popping in. Thank you, Dave. With LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.